We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, written by Mildura Living Magazine. Spring issue out now. This week, again, we've had to move things around a little bit. The world's opening up, which is great. It all means we're getting extremely busy, though which is great, until I need a podcast host. So we've got a couple of Robinvale community occurrences to tell you about before we jump into basketball with Leon Johnson and cricket with Rangers captain coach Travis Shawcross. Yes, Trav's coming on the podcast of two years of telling me to go away. There's community forums for the Robinvale Riverfront Master Plan happening this Tuesday. Now, there's two of them. There's a site walk and there's a community forum. We need as many people as possible to have input into the development of our riverfront. We've had two Zoom sessions already that were really well attended and great sessions. And now it's time to do some work on the ground. So come along to one or to both of the sessions this Tuesday. There's a site walk this Tuesday, the 9th of November, At 3pm, it starts at the community centre. Then at 5.30pm, there's a community forum also at the community centre. That's this Tuesday, one session at 3 for a site walk and the community forum at 5.30. I spent a bit of time actually talking to some young people throughout the week about what they'd like to see. And some of it was really surprising. I got a bit of an education on skate ramps and things like that Uh, but it was really valuable feedback so if we can get as many people there from as many different uh, age demographics as we can that would be fantastic it's also a great way to stay in the loop with what's actually occurring there's also a a local dementia australia um, and robinvale district health service community session on dementia that's happening on Wednesday the 17th of November. In Australia there's estimated half a million people living with dementia. In Victoria 1.7% of the population has a dementia diagnosis and 1.8% of people in the Swan Hill LGA have a dementia diagnosis. That's 378 people. That's a lot. Dementia Australia supports people living with all types of dementia, their families and carers, through the provision of support services, education and information, and it is um, a cause that's very close to my heart. So local Dementia Australia staff and Robin Mail District Health Service are hosting a free community session about the changes in memory and thinking and dementia on Wednesday the 17th, so Wednesday week, at 1pm to 3pm at the Robin Vale Community Centre. Local dementia staff will be there to speak about changes in thinking and memory, like I said, and information about uh, dementia, the available services, and how best to support someone who's experiencing these changes or has a diagnosis. You can get more details from RDHS. Now, though, we are gearing up for the return of community sport, finally, and it's so exciting. Robinvale Basketball Association have been working tirelessly to get this season going, and the Robinvale Euston Rangers Cricket Club resurrected the club after approximately 16 years of dormancy and their first home game is today in Cardross. So we're going to speak to Leon and Trav next, followed by a Mildura living feature at Euston Station Homestead with Bobby Hammond. Happy. Are you happy right? Voice. Yeah, yeah, good, I'm good. Are you I'm sure? I'm that message and I've got to get back to it. <laughs> Leon, how are you? Good and yourself? Good. <laughs> Glad you're good. Wow, that doesn't sound facetious at all. Are you a bit busy? <laughs> I am busy at the moment. Yeah. Um, term four 
at school is always busy, especially yeah. with a new um, new bloke on board. Um, and then we're gearing up for basketball to start next week, so mm. busy times. That's why you're here, because we're getting ready for the Vale Summer of Sport, which yes. excites me no end. <laughs> oh, oh. Here's How a many question. sports we got in the Vale? We've got now basketball starting, cricket, tennis. Um, there's junior tennis on Monday nights, yep. swim club, what else we got? Motocross, but that's not a summer sport. That's a winter sport. Yep. Uh, there's a bit going on. Your class, your Cricket blast. Your spin classes as sports I'd, as well. Or? No, I wouldn't call that as a, a sport. <laughs> I'd call. You know what? We had the Thursday morning class this morning, and it's quickly becoming my favourite class again because it's pretty relaxed and we don't run to time because there's kids involved. Like it's yep. bring the kids, they bring their scooters and whatever. They've got the whole stadium to run around <laughs> yep. in. They have the run of it. So happy days. Nice. Oh, I wouldn't call it a sport though. I'd oh, call well, it a social activity. We've got plenty happening in Ron anyways. Mm. We certainly have. Let's talk about basketball. Yep. Um, uh, Mr. President. Yes. So let's get the housekeeping out of the way first yes. because there's a lot of confusion around vaccination status and community sports indoor and outdoor. It is a hot topic. It is. And, it, and look, I get it's confusing because it's changed. Um, <laughs> it may change again. <laughs> it may next change week. again. But as of this present moment right now. <laughs> Which is 106 on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> we have spoken. Um, so we're just getting guidance from Basketball Victoria um, and the, I think it's SRV, Sports Direct Victoria. Yep. Um, and their plan is for us to go ahead, indoor sports, um, fully unvaccinated. Fully un- Don't say fully unvaccinated, but not just for the fully vaccinated. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Sorry, I so it's worded a, that wrong. It's all inclusive. Inclusive sport indoors. Yep. There's a but. Oh. There is a but. Of course There's there is. There's the centre policies, mm. all right, um, and I'm guessing every other centre policies are. Um, we're able to go in, mm-hmm. play the sport, um, and that's it. Yeah, and then leave. straight out. Yep. If you want to go into the gym, buy something at the canteen or go into the pool, um, you'll be asked by a leisure centre um, staff member to produce your, your vaccination certificate to be able to enter those areas. Yep. So please keep that in mind. If mm. you want to go to other areas, that's what you've got to deal with. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, so to use – and that's what I thought the, I didn't know how, what was going to line up because I know Belgravia have a you must be double vaxxed yep. to use the facility. Yeah, yep, completely right. But you can um, go in and play sport and then straight out. in, straight out, QR Great. in, um, do all the right things so we can keep our sort of sport yeah. up and going. Yeah. It only takes that one or two that don't do the right thing to bring everything unstuck. So it does. It does. It catches catches us in a sticky situation. And then you've got something like a Muldura um, now that has just yeah, put out a, a notification of a, a positive case at their at their trainings or I something. I saw that. So I rimple. Yeah. That's why we want to be on top of it in our small little town here and, um, yeah, be, be, get it going good. Mm, excellent. Mm. So uh, we're still looking for umpires. Stupid we question. We are looking for everything. <laughs> umpires, if there's an umpire out there that I haven't got in contact with um, or you're new to town and you're umpire, Ooh. come in. See yeah. us. Okay. Um, another thing we're looking for is team managers and coaches for our junior teams. Um, we've had a, an, a, I wouldn't say abundance, but a, a few <laughs> um, people message our page and put their hand up, but we're still chasing some. Yeah. So if you've got a, a, a child in a under 18s or lower um, group and you'd like to help out, or you like a kid 
from the community or something <laughs> and you want to give it a go. You just like uh, a kid. <laughs> put your hand up, come in and um, and you'll enjoy yourself. Yeah. Um, can we just talk about the junior mixed? Because this is a conversation that we're having earlier. Yes. Uh, the difference between Aussie hoops and junior mixed and why some might be in both. And if you're not comfortable with your, your child, if it's a first year, even if they are over the age to play junior mixed, it's okay for them not to play. Is that right? That's or? exactly yeah. right. If, if you and your your child has had that conversation about not being comfortable to go up and playing in an under-10 sort of game... Um, Although it's not under-10s. We're not calling it under-10s, no, are we? No, it's mixed, sorry. Yeah. It's mixed. Yeah. Roughly 10-year age group anyways. Yeah. Um, because uh, a few of our kids are getting a little bit hesitant about playing basketball just because they're mixing in, especially the girls, mm. um, because they have a, a wide range age group. Mm. So they go from 10-year-old to playing... 14-year-olds in my age group, um, and then it goes from them from 14s to 18-year-olds. Wow. Just because there's not enough numbers not enough. In, in the females, mm. whereas the boys, you've got 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s. Mm. Um, that's so a big jump, it from, is. isn't it? It is a big jump, mm. um, and that's why we sort of, we've gone out and, and asked a few kids that we feel would be able to handle it mm. um, to play both. Um, but, yeah, if, if they're wanting and willing, um, we encourage it. Yeah. But if also by the same token, because... You know, I've got Peyton who's – he was born in 2015. He's only done one year of Aussie Hoops and he's great in the backyard, in the driveway, yep. but he's a nervous kid. Yep. So I don't want to push him because I don't want to push him out of basketball yep. either. So I'm happy just to – and, and I'm exactly, that way inclined with my kids anyway. Yep. Like just – And that's exactly what I want anyways. I'll, I want that retention rate to sort of mm. stick around for kids to not lose interest and, and just – be gone for, yeah. forever, Or really. be scared of it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And you know what? I reckon that happened to me as a kid a little bit. Like I was pushed because, you know, being the big body, I was sort of pushed. <laughs> you can laugh, Leo, yep, it's fine. Yep. But pushed up and up and up yep. before I was ready. And I I think it kind of stilts your development too to a point because you're not working on the same skills Yeah, it can be daunting. Above. Yeah. yeah, it can be really daunting. Yep. And I was a shy kid. Really? Yeah. Yeah, believe okay. it or not. I'll give you another until I hit like again. under, <laughs> until I hit like under, it was under seventeens. We won the last grand final, I think, yep. in juniors. Yeah, I was, I was shy. shy oh, there you go. Flower. Some mm. things you learn, eh? Yeah, some things um, you learn. Yeah. Well, like you said, please contact the page if you don't uh, think that your child will be able to come up and play that uh, mixed um, group. Mm. Um, and hopefully, we can sort it. Would out be for good, you. F- good fun though. It at is, the same time, it is. yeah. So with that sort of tens oh, mixed group, sorry, they don't score. Yeah. Um, they don't call big fouls, whatever. Um, so it's just sort of running around, getting team orientated, yeah, um, and getting the hang of sport before you move up into the sort of yeah. next levels of, of basketball. Yeah, so. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's t- touch on Aussie hoops really yes. quick, which yep. is happening. There's two Aussie hoops groups. Yes, this is awesome. Yep. So four o'clock and five o'clock on a Wednesday. Correct. Yeah, and demo. Damo. <laughs> Damo. Oh, so I'm I'm happy that he's come on board and really wanting to take the reins in that. He's exciting. He's new, um, fresh face. He's also With, a ref, yeah, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. He hasn't put his hand up for that No, yet. I know he hasn't. And he's not willing to. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the guidance of, of Paula just to help him out and then as well as some other volunteers, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to seeing sort of what he can offer Um our, our kids coming into the Aussie Hoop program mm. this year, um, and I'm guessing they'll have some fun. Yeah. Five-week program before Christmas, five-week after, um, and you get some cool kits. Yeah. Once you sign up for the first time. All of these junior kits, like the basketball, the cricket, everything yep. is really cool. Yep. Like you get the – if it's the first time, you get a basketball, a backpack, a singlet. I think that might stickers. be it. Stickers. 
Heaps of stuff. But then Singular when you come with your back. Name on it. That's, Singular with your name on it. That is the thing. I was seeing my nephew the other day. I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, and it's good fun. Aussie Hoops is a good program. That, yeah. is our, that is our aim anyway, is to get sort of juniors back out playing sport um, and having fun, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's Damo's motto as well, having yeah. fun. It's not real sort of get that, get that sort of structured happening, but, yeah, and that's be good. What, that's what keeps kids coming back, isn't yep. it? Just having fun. Correct. So as far as senior basketball goes, yep. how are things looking? Uh, they're looking all right. Um, Meg's posted a, a post yesterday or the day before, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got ten men's teams, seven women's mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, That's a lot. It is. That's a lot. Coming off last year where we were only able to have four yeah. of, of each. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So you're not playing the same ones that are every week. Every two then, weeks, yeah. yeah. We're looking at our um, schedule, mm. hopefully we can play the whole 11 rounds, mm-hmm. um, which is looking good. We so should be right now. I think we should be. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Touch wood. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then go into a sort of a final series. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Are we um, thinking about All-Stars round early next year? Or? There's something in the pipelines <gasps> as well. So Yay! make sure you're playing your best basketball to be nominated by Leon. your team. I am about 20 years <laughs> past my best basketball. Well, you've got to show me something. <laughs> um, yeah, i got nothing. Um, so, yeah, what we're, we're thinking about as a committee is sort of tying that in with the 60 – one year reunion we're doing now because we yeah, missed nice. out on a sixty. Yeah. So we'll tie it all in with that sort of thing and make it a, a fun weekend. Awesome. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. A whole weekend of basketball would be good. Hey, why not? Yeah. Why not? Excellent. What else have you got on your little piece of paper there? What else do we need to talk about? Um, no, it was just touching on to making sure that everyone's aware about the coming in, yeah. playing, um, get registered. Yes, that was the other thing. That was a, That's mm. a big thing. So if you've seen our latest post, um, there's a lot of uh, still blank names there. Mm. Get in, get registered. If you're having any dramas with it, contact the page because mm-hmm. we've had some seniors that are registered as juniors <laughs> lately. <laughs> but hey, sometimes it, can, Gab do it that? can be confusing. <laughs> That's why I get my wife to register me. So, uh, well, I, You know what? If I was married to Megs, she could do my all my admin too. Um, so, so she's sort of, yeah, she's doing a, a great job there. Um, but like I said, yeah, get registered as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, talk to your teammates that aren't there mm. and gear up to have a run next week. Yeah. Same with Aussie Hoops because that's a different registration link altogether, isn't it? You have to yes. register through Correct. Yep. the Aussie Hoops game day link. Another thing to touch on as well, the kids that are wanting to play Aussie Hoops and under 10s, yep. it's two different registrations. Ah. Oh. Um, because Aussie Hoops is under Basketball Australia. Yep. Um, and our under-10s group is under Basketball Victoria. Yep. So we'll waive the fee. You'll just have to pay an extra um, insurance fee. Yep. Cool. All right? Righto. If you've so, got any issues. Yeah. Contact the page. Meeks is always there, or someone will be anyways. <laughs> um, and is we'll, Meeks just sitting on Messenger constantly I'll for the next for week? I do too. She's got a big job. She is, especially hopefully when we get into the season, things will sort of relax a little bit for her. Mm. But at the moment... <laughs> This oh, is our, you jest. This is our fourth quarter. We've well, got to get ready, gear up and, and get it going. Wow, so. the sports analogies have started before the season as well. <laughs> That's excellent. Um, can we just talk about our team for a little bit? Yep. I'm actually pretty excited. Are you? Yeah. I am too. Yeah. I am too. We've had the inclusion of yourself and, and Millie yeah. um, into our regular team. Mm. So I'm Millie can f- play. She can. She can she play. Can. I think we, with all my players, not just you new ones, we've just got to realise that a 
what you're good at mm. and excel in it. <laughs> hey, don't try to like be I fancy. said, <laughs> my best basketball is 20 years ago. <laughs> Not uh, now, maybe yeah. 15. Well, that's it. What you're good at, work on that, and then yeah, we'll work on picking up the sort of level of everywhere else. Yeah, but that's all I expect. Yeah, we'll play a role and we'll yeah. get it done. All play a role. Yeah, that old cliche. <laughs> but I think we're um, would we be the only team at the moment that's been training for about two months? Female team. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there would be many others. I haven't heard there's been many Me neither. others training. But we could say we've done a preseason. Mm, well, that's it. It's preseason. <laughs> and I've mentioned it to a couple of people that play in other teams and yep. they're like, keen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> we plan on playing finals. So, yeah, we are well, keen. That's what you got to do. Put in the work. Yeah. Um, Might be social basketball, but I still want to win. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Mm. We're a team that's sort of – we've been around now and um, we've – to see sort of where we've started mm. um, to where we are at the moment, mm. I think we're sort of one of the good teams in the league, <laughs> I think, anyways, but I might just be biased. Um, there yeah. is a couple of other good outfits, yeah, though, for looking sure. at those team sheets. For sure. Yeah. Even in the men's as well. Yeah. Um, usually my Hornets team is a finals contender, but I'm a little bit worried this year. I was going to say, you'd be – there are people travelling down from Mildura to play Robinvale basketball. Correct. Hey? And more yeah. than one. Yep. More than two, in yeah. fact. The love of basketball, hey? Mm. hey? The love of getting back to community sport, <laughs> hey? We never would have called it community sport before this, would we? Probably it would not. just be basketball. Probably not, yeah. Now we just know it as community, community sport. sport. There you go. <gasps> hey? Go now on. the world's changed. Right, I'll let you get back to school. Leon, thank you very Beautiful. much. Thanks, Jade. Catch up. It's time to talk more like the sport now. And we're lucky enough to have captain coach of the Robinvale Euston Cricket Club, Rangers Cricket Club. Anyway, Trav Shawcross, how are you? I'm good. How are you going? Such a pleasure after two years to finally have you in the studio. It is. It's good to be here, actually. Is it? Yeah. Well, good. Have you started listening to podcasts at all yet? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. At least you're honest. Um, how's Elders Insurance going? Yeah, no, we're ticking along all right. Um, there's always something going on in there. So You said yeah. you were flat out today. Really? I was trying to avoid getting on a podcast. <laughs> I figured as much. So cricket's finally starting. It is, it is. It's very exciting actually. That is. Now, how long has the cricket club been dormant here? I'm pretty sure it's about 16 years, maybe 17 years. Right. That is a long time. It's a long time without senior cricket. Daryl has done a fantastic job keeping the juniors going just. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's been a long time since there's been any senior cricket. Yeah, and Daryl's been doing the pitch for the last 17 years without any senior cricket, just... Daryl's done everything for 17 years without any senior cricket. So. Or any committee or anything. With Yeah. Oh, I think there might have been a few other people on the committee helping him out with the juniors. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, yeah, Vicky Boram was yeah. involved. We talked Vicky, to her last year. Vicky yeah. had a bit to do with it, and I don't know if he had anybody else, but I think Daryl was the main instigator behind the majority of it anyway. Having said all that, though, we are now looking forward to playing our first senior game this weekend. We are, yeah. So um, first game's supposed to be in Cardross. Um, not 100% sure how that's going to go yet. We uh, got notification during the week that uh, their ground's not up to scratch at this stage. So we're not sure <laughs> where we're playing yet, but we're supposed to be playing cricket on Saturday. <laughs> but you'll play somewhere, surely. Well, we They'll should be. They've, they mentioned a couple of different options, but um, then I think the other thing is weather's not really on our side this week either. It could rain on Saturday as well. No, so. it's not going to rain, Trevor. We've been waiting for, what, six weeks yeah. for the season to start, maybe seven weeks, and uh, it could get washed out anyway. So you were saying that there are still 
uh, concrete pitches around the Redcliffe's League. Yep, there are. Yep. Wow. And yet here you blokes are, you're washing grass. We were, yep. And renovating this pitch here. Yep, yep. And yet you could travel to play on concrete at Tempe. And we could be doing that, yep. <laughs> but that's all right. That's what we've signed up for, so it'll be all right. So how many over the past six weeks, you've had a good preseason. We have. How many blokes have you actually got in the squad? Um, well, we had that practice match. I can't remember what the date was now. It was probably would have been a month ago mm. now, I reckon. Um, there was 26 blokes turn up to play in that. Um, a few of them were there to help us fill in and just make up the sides, I think. But um, there was there's probably been 20 different people down at training to potentially play at some stage. So we've got blokes that won't play pre-Christmas because they're harvesting wheat. Mm. Um and there's probably blokes that might not play so much after Christmas because they'd be harvesting table grapes. So, yep. um, at the minute, I think we might have a squad of thirteen to pick from this weekend for the first game. Thirteen. Thirteen out of that twenty-six <laughs> makes your job a bit easier, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it probably does actually to yeah. a certain extent. So, yeah. yeah, no, look, we'll um, we'll field a side this week for sure. I'm still not 110 percent sure who the eleven will be out of that thirteen. But um, oh, so you're not going to give us an exclusive on here's the here's the side? Nah, because I've I've got to sort this out with me deputy <laughs> skipper yet, and probably the president and vice president and make sure it's all kosher. Surely the committee doesn't in, like any good any committee of a sporting organisation. The committee should leave the selection up to the coach and the vice coach captain. Should they, they? They have done that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Good. So long as we're we're all on board with that. Yeah. Aaron, how's Aaron going? Aaron's good. How does he go as a vice? Is he is he good at deputising for you? Um, so far, no. <laughs> what do you mean no? <laughs> He, he chimes in occasionally, but he's pretty happy to let let things go with the flow. I think as long as Aaron's wicket keeping, it doesn't really matter what else is going on. It's it's all good. So it, it's, it appears from the outside that that's where he likes to be. Yeah, we um we floated it past him that we might have given the job to someone else, and he wasn't too happy about that. So <laughs> who who did you float? We thought about maybe Donny Falvo might have been doing that. Just mm. thought he might have been able to get up to the stumps and back a bit quicker than what Aaron can, but. Um, Plus, we needed. Well, we thought we would have liked Aaron to be batting in the top three or four, but um, he's decided he wants to keep and bat slightly lower than that. So, really? Yeah. Why does he want to bat slightly lower than that? I don't think he wants to, but that's what he'll have to do if he's keeping. <laughs> well, fair enough too. But Donny did say, and he said it on this podcast about a month ago, just after the practice match. Yeah. That he's he's done now. He's had his cricket fix. So if you don't want to pick him, <laughs> he said that, and I've got it recorded. In fact, I think it was like episode one hundred and. Five, maybe, was the one directly after the practice match. He said if he's at his cricket fix, so he's okay. How is Donny going? Yeah, no, he's going well. He's going well. He uh, he trained on Tuesday night and, um, if yeah, without giving away the side, I suppose, he will be playing on the weekend. So, really? Yeah. Wow. Excellent. So, well, that's good. But he won't be keeping. Right, well, obviously not if your deputy is going to be keeping. Yeah, mm. definitely not. So who's your opening batsman? Your husband, Luke Benham. Okay. And Tom Lister. I could have guessed that, I reckon, and I know very little about cricket. Well, that's good news. We won't pressure you for some selections, but maybe this is a thing we could do for Facebook in the future, yeah. have Friday night team selections. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Seeing we're getting into the summer of sport now, and it feels like summer. It's about 80% humidity and 30 degrees outside. Yes. And on that... The next home game is, or the first home game, is next week. 
I'm hoping to do a bit of live streaming for the podcast and for the uh, the cricket club. I need to float some ideas of who might be a good commentator. Right. The idea that I've had first was Dean Mitchell. Yeah, Dean uh, Dean loves his cricket. I reckon he'd be all right. You've got to pull him away from the golf course first, though. Yeah, but it's on a Saturday. That's he's not going to be day. yeah, but he's not going to be greenskeeping on a Saturday, is he? No, he'd be playing. Yeah, I reckon he could be convinced, especially for the first one. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty exciting. Like it is. Yeah, there's a lot. There's been a lot of talk about it, and um, unfortunately, probably due to the circumstances we've all found ourselves in over the last eighteen months, it's been a bit hard to try and get anyone down there for training or or anything mm. for that matter. But now we're actually allowed to do that within. Um, all the new rules and mm. um, plans and everything else that's out there, I suppose. So yeah. we can get a crowd down there now and, um, yeah, Dean would be a good one. Maybe Michael Smith might be another Michael one. Smith was another one that I I was going to float. I thought he might be – is he going to play at all? I hope he gets to those nets at some stage. That would be good. Why but, hasn't he as yet? Is he away working at the moment? No, nah, as far as I know, he was back. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's – probably involved in golf a little bit too much to be doing yes. that. So. Yeah, fair enough. There's a bit of a clash there, isn't there? There is a little bit, yeah. Mm. Like, obviously, they're at the same time on a Saturday and, um, yeah, Mick being the captain here at the golf club makes it a bit hard for him. So, But he could do uh, – he could always come down to the cricket club afterwards. What time does – like, if you start at one, it's 40 overs, isn't it? It is, 40 yeah. overs each? Yep. And they're all one-dayers, yeah? Yep. Even in A grade? Yep. Great. So what time do we look like finishing thereabouts? Well, <laughs> things should finish at about six o'clock, but given none of us have played cricket for a long time, <laughs> it could be seven o'clock or seven thirty. I hope there's not a time limit on it. So. Well, is there a time limit? Do we yeah, know? I think there will be. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. There's also there's a heat rule too, isn't there? If it gets to forty, it's actually Tom looked it up the other day. It's actually forty three. Oh right. <laughs> and it's got to be forecast on Friday night at seven o'clock. So I don't know how many uh, games we're going to miss for heat, but. It'll be interesting, though. It will be. But if it goes into the early evening, there's no reason that Michael couldn't come down after he's been on the golf course. With He, he could be doing that. It, yeah. It could be entertaining at the very least. It would be, yeah. Mm. yeah. Good luck. Thank you. It's pretty exciting. It is. And well done to you and to Fiona and Tommy and Jussie and the rest of the committee and my husband, I suppose. Yes, um, Luke's been instrumental as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's giving him a different focus now, which is good. And I think um, I think I remember saying to you probably about six months ago that this will become like a middle-aged man's men's shed. <laughs> Has it become like that? Has it become like a like just somewhere that you go to socialise or a bit of an outlet? Yeah, I find it as a bit of an outlet like that, but also I don't necessarily think it's a men's shed either. <laughs> well, you're not making wooden seats or No, anything, but, but we've had uh, all our wives have been down there. Like you just mentioned, Jussie and Fiona have been down there flat out. Yourself, you've been down there helping with the uh, social media side Hair of things. Hair braiding. Hair braiding <laughs> the kids. We've had junior cricket started down there now and we've had up to, if you include the Woolworths Blast and the... Um, and the junior cricket that Daryl does, there's been 40 kids there on a Thursday night. Um, so we're getting families down there and just trying to do something for the community, I suppose, mm. as opposed to we don't want it to be a men's shed or a boys' club. It's it's there for everybody. Yeah. So Which is really good. And it's good to see girls involved in um, Cricket Blast too. It is, that's right. So yeah. I, I, I did a count the other day. I think there might have been five out of the – 
out of the 16 or 17 kids yeah. that were down there doing Woolworths Blast for girls and they're all having That's a great. ball. great. It'd be so good, and I did ask the question when this all first was in its infancy, if it was like a men's only competition, um, and it is, which is unfortunate. But you know, in the future, we're probably not that far away from having a, a girls' side, a girls' cricket side, and a girls' footy side. So no, not at all, not at all. And um, I've I've heard whispers that it's been floated out there by the Redcliffe Cricket Association, and and certainly from a football perspective, it's been floated out there in the Sunraysia Football League as well about um, potentially having female. Mm football sides and cricket sides in town. So I think it's only a matter of time before that happens and it'll it just needs the right person involved in it to get it off the ground and it'll it'll take off. Absolutely. And if if we've got girls already doing junior cricket, happy days. It's good. Happy days. Well, best of luck. The thirteenth of November is the first home game here. Yep. Great family day out. I don't know what the weather's gonna be like at this stage, but it doesn't matter. Pull your car up and, you know, bring some food and have a good time. That's right. Yeah, it'll, no, it'd be good to get a crowd down there and um, support the boys and hopefully we can get a win on the board. Yeah, and we'll do the podcast live from the first home game that Saturday. So that'll be interesting to say the very least. Good luck, Trav. Thank you, Jade. Take your game in a new direction. The Robinvale Direction. The Robinvale Golf Resort has just opened a $3 million resort development, giving you a new direction to go for golf. Weekends away, golf trips and quick river escapes. With 19 motel units on their magnificent 18-hole golf course and the clubhouse refurbishment featuring casual lounge, spike bar, pokies, TAB and Kino, children's room and family bistro. Robinvale should be on your hit list. Take your game in a new direction to the Robinvale Golf Resort. Now open on the Murray Valley Highway. RobinvaleGolfClub.com.au Euston Station Run. This is the site that Edmund Morey pegged out in 1846. It eventually became 1.2 million acres of harsh Mallee land that would become Euston Station and then the township of Euston in 1885. Euston was sold multiple times throughout the 19th and 20th centuries, mainly due to drought and the harsh conditions we still deal with today. But imagine doing that 170 years ago. Around 1968, Euston Station was sold to the Tyak family and Euston came to life with the new era of irrigated horticulture. In 2017, Brett and Bobby Hammett purchased the property and the original log cabin homestead that Maury built in 1848. It was still standing at the time of purchase and since then has been restored and brought back to life through sheer passion dedication and good old-fashioned Mallee grit. This homestead sits on a private billabong just off the Murray River exactly five kilometres from Euston Town and is a beautiful B&B and homeware store. When Bobby tells the story of acquiring and restoring the homestead, you can't help but admire her conviction, her dedication and the drive it's taken to bring it back to the beautiful homestead you see today. The original claw bath is still in the outdoor bathroom. The tools and artefacts that have been recovered from the earth hang on the wall in the workshop, which sparks a visual montage in the mind's eye of just what it must have taken to settle and build on this very spot using the primitive tools we now use as decoration. And is that Maury's pipe sitting in his bedroom? Being at Bobby's place is instantly relaxing, allowing the mind to wander back to 1946 and think about everything that's unfolded through the past 170 years, 
sitting in air-conditioned and styled comfort of the 21st century. You may recall seeing stunning images of it on the front cover of Mildura Living Magazine's 2020 summer issue and the beautiful feature on the property. This week, Bobby hosted the ladies of Mildura Living whilst I just sort of came along for the ride and thoroughly enjoyed every minute. If you haven't been, you really should. I'm embarrassed to say that it's taken me this long, but I thoroughly enjoyed the tour that Bobby took myself and the ladies from Mildura Living on this week. We start with Bobby giving us a rundown on the history and the purchase of the property. Aha! Uh -huh. 1846, the place was established. Um, Edmund Morey came out from England and pegged out 1.2 million acres of wow. Houston Station. And then um, we can, so that was 1846. So we only have a rough estimate of when the buildings were built. And we estimate the building, this small building next door, which was Edmund, Edmund Morey's cottage, was built in 1848. And then, um, this actual longer building is like 10 years later. Okay. Yeah. What about the other one? What about the one? So that's the workshop. So they are actually made differently. The original building is an original drop log cabin that points. The end of the logs are in a point yeah. made of cypress um, pine, mm. which white ants don't eat. So that's why they're still here mm. 170 years later, because white ants don't eat them. Did they know that? Well, they must have, I guess. And I guess. I mean, um, I'm guessing you haven't spoken to him, but. No, I haven't had a chat with him. No. But I'm kind I'm of sure? thinking that. Well, not <laughs> that I know of. And he's still, he was still alive up to like 70 years ago, so I probably could have. <laughs> but um, <laughs> not quite. Um, so the way we look at it, and it's all a bit, you can read the Edmund Morey story, but they all change a tiny bit. Oh. Um, and the way we believe is that the original building was built somewhere between 1846 and 1848, and then this building was built about 10 years later with the initial workshop, which is the building across the lawn. Mm -hmm. um, and then a lot of the history is blurry apart from what we've wrote in, like, apart from what we can find in the papers. And then from there, I think um, Anna um, Kilpatrick's managed the place for a while. It, so we actually purchased it from Tyax, and Tyax were here for 60 years. So in 2017, mm. we purchased this from Debbie Tyax. Right. Um, we've only just purchased this year 350 acres, which is the island across the water um, and the mooring sites on the main river. Oh. So this is on um, a billabong. Mm which is attached to the main river and rises and falls with the main river. Yeah. And you can get in and out with a punt, mm. but um, we don't have the ski boat traffic, which That's sometimes nice is a bonus. Yeah. So, um, I Does guess... Brett fish here, though? He's got Brett. a fishing boat in the shed, I noticed. Yeah, and another one down in the water. He oh. fishes here every single night. Does he? Um, we've caught perch, a lot of carp, and at the moment we're... Um, the flood waters are up, so all the floods through the bush. Mm. The carp are like 
gone mad in mm. the bush. Like they're mm. in half a foot of water and the carp are everywhere. It's actually Ooh. really worth having a look at. Like amazing how they come in and breed. Um, so I guess, like for us, we did it because we were passionate for the buildings. Mm. But um, and now, like I'm happy for visitors to come and check mm. it out if they want to. If they how long did it take you to restore them? What, what shape we're were they in? Still restoring every day. We do some little thing. They were absolutely. The girls have seen the original photos. Uh, this place here, the ceiling was fallen in. And it's nothing against the, the previous owners. It, I guess they just didn't have time yeah. to do what needed to be done. Mm. Um, the, which I will show you some photos, but uh, the ceiling was falling in here. We redid the floors. Um, the cottage next door has been totally rebuilt. The only thing left on that was the roof. We've redone all the walls had to unfortunately put it on cement but oh. to keep it um so this room Ooh, we've fancy. restored ah. and we've had to do this chinking which is um local clay and cement mortar in right. between which is what they would have done back in the day okay see how i explain here with how yeah. the um, cypress wood was cut with a v and it sits neatly between two pieces of yeah. red gum when this one has is oh. cut out, so the wood has a section cut out of the centre and it slid down. But they built a drop log cabin because there was plenty of cypress pine. You yeah. can find cypress pine just Everywhere. across the road. Mm. Um, and it's still standing. So quite obviously they knew it was going to be pretty hardy. So Brett and I lived in here for 18 months yeah. while we were building our house. But it... Um, and. This building needed repaired. We rebuilt a lot of walls in the workshop. Mm -hmm. um, but the actual homestead itself, this place is still standing. We yeah. didn't have to do a lot. Wow. So it's pretty cool. That's amazing. But, um, the, the roof in here, did you have to redo all of that? And how so, did you find someone to restore? Well, I, I, have can't a, imagine that. I have an assist. I have a sister who's an upholsterer who yeah. ordered the actual Oh, spider webs and dust comes free in this place. Mm. Who um, actually did a little YouTube and worked out how to re. Are you serious? Put it back up there. Oh, bless her. Bless She's her. She's a magician, your sister. She is. Then Bobby showed us the photo book of what they had in the beginning, what they started with, what they lived in for the first 18 months. Then she gives us a walking tour of the place. Right, so when we found it, it was all, there was a lot of work to do. Yeah, I reckon. This is um, Maury's room. Mm. Um, we... Is that the room over here? Yeah. I remember rocking up one morning, Brett and I had bought the place and we were so excited. I got out here one morning before I went to the surf shop at nine o'clock. I would come out, get up at six and come out here and fluff around and do things. Um, <laughs> got out here and I opened up one of the doors to the rooms and went, we can't do this. We can't do this. Rang him crying saying, that's it. Get our deposit back. I literally can't do it. But we just, I don't know, put our heads down, our bums up and... Um, Thank God you did. And kind of started, 
I don't know, and then fell in love with the place. So now when I do things, it's not really a job. I mean, the girls rocked up today and I was in my work boots and that's what I do every day. Is that this? Can... Yeah, that's this. Wow. So this had an original big, like, um, tray on it where they would have used to cook their meals. Like big pots and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But no way were we going to be able to have it as an Airbnb mm. with the big open mm. fire and the big tray. So didn't want people burning the place down. Mm. So um, we sourced a little stove and bricked her in. and cook on that? They oh, they can. Yeah, I don't think they have yet, but they I was can. Say, has anyone yet? No, I don't that think looks so. like a lot of there's work. A mark, there's a microwave. <laughs> yeah, a microwave and a frying there's pan. There's also some good places to there's eat. There's also around. a barbecue, and yeah. look, there's the pub, the golf club, the club. Yeah. So really, and all the takeaway mm. stores. So mm. why would you want to? Mm. And get all hot and sweaty. It's really hard to renovate that. a really old building with without going too modern because mm. we wanted the feel of being early settlers mm. not not mm. like we could have put a beautiful new modern smeg oven in there but you just wanted that feeling of it would be a bit too mastership yeah. if you want to keep it that home yeah. feeling so we kind of um went the whole country feel can we go for a tour bobby can let's go jade for let's wander. go just FYI, I'm recording, Karen. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jade. Don't be sorry. We tried to make it a little bit classy, but, you know, Sharon was here. Maybe start with the front of the building and then we'll walk our way through. So, as I say, we're on the Billabong, which is a part of the Murray River. You know what? If you had not have said that it's not part of the Murray River, I wouldn't have known. No. Um, so that's the Edmund Mooring Cottage. This is, um, there's a photo of this on the menu at the Euston Club. So the Edmund Mooring Cottage, um, as I say, this, we believe, and I'm happy for people to argue the point if they don't believe, we believe this is the original um, log cabin. This is what Edmund Mooring would have um, bought his little 17-year-old wife to back in the day which now we rent out as an airbnb come on in turn the light on so we can see what goes on um air conditioner does work in this place mm, it's nice too so it's all made of local cypress cypress pine we've done a lot of chinking which is the cement and local um mud to get the color right um mixed in we've kind of tried to furnish it to um to what maybe no oh, probably a lot more furniture than what those poor guys would have had but um yeah we tried to keep the romance watch your head jane because early settlers weren't very absolutely no idea why they were so short because even their beds were short weren't they yeah tiny I guess they didn't get fed the protein we did. I'll show you the workshop. It's, um, so I guess this is their shed. We still call it the workshop because, I don't know, that's what it is. I love the ceiling in this place. I think the ceiling is um, amazing that they can make something with no electrical tools like we use in these days. All the bits and pieces, um, on the wall is all bits and pieces that Brett and I have found and picked up and um, 
Every time we dug a hole for a while, we'd hit some piece of steel and heaps of bits and pieces of uh, artifacts and old broken tools. And we didn't really throw much out. We just seemed to um, pick it up and come in here and hang it up on the wall. And we've done the same idea in here. We've done chinking in here. So we've filled in all the gaps that we could. We've rebuilt quite a few of these walls were um, falling down when we got here. But um, we've kind of haven't tried to make it too modern. We've kept it, kept the romance. Kept it rustic chic. Kept it rustic chic. Mm. Um, the original old worktop that was here when we got here. Wow. And That's we've been solid. Is that it's amazing, yeah, isn't it? Wow. We've been lucky enough to be to have been donated a lot of bits and pieces of antique furniture and people's junk that they want to get rid of. There was an original homestead that was built in um, 1920 yep. uh, that was next door that um, unfortunately burnt down in about 1957 or 58, I think. So I guess they just kept upgrading as the time went by. This is the sitting room. The sitting room is some, um, try and lighten it up a bit for you, Jay. This is beautiful. And again, we've tried to keep the, the romance a little bit together. Uh, Jack McGinty worked here as a 14 year old. So Jack has a few stories to Talon Edna Price has given me a lot of photos as well. So this is Mrs Kilpatrick that lived here for a number of years. And this is Jack McGinty that worked here from the age of 14. And this lady in this photo in front of the original um, log cabin we think is Mrs Kilpatrick and I would love someone to confirm so she, um, a lot of the furniture um, I've gathered over the years, I guess, and just kept and. Is that fireplace original? The fireplace is, but we put the little. Yeah. Cast but they're like the surround. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And we've found heaps of bottles and <sighs> packs of matches. It's amazing what you find when you dig around enough. Mm. This is bedroom number one. So this one's a little bit more modern. This one has reverse cycle and a television. And this, um, this is what's in behind the actual plaster on the walls. Um, the cypress pine on the inside, the white ants don't eat it, but you can see where they've actually um, like made scars. So they've eaten under whatever has been on it. And then, so I've kind of left the pattern just so people can see it. Yeah. It's a beautiful wall. And then they've used red gum up high just to, um, quite obviously, they've ran out of cypress and they've filled in the gaps with red gum. Well, you use what's available in those days, That's don't it. you? You certainly do. Is that the outhouse? That's the bathroom, Jade. Didn't I show you the bathroom? No. Come see the bathroom. There's the bathroom. Clawfoot bath. God, I love a clawfoot. That's not original, surely. It is. Rubbish. <laughs> is it really? 
and all the fittings and everything that are now expensive and industrial and back in vogue. Yes. All original. They're all original. <gasps> and they worked, which is a beautiful thing. Wow. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? But they worked. This is your bottom of the line room. Where if you want just a cheap night, you can stay in this room. Dust comes free in this place, sorry. Yeah, you know what, you're at the book. Dust and flies comes free. We're going to hear more from Bobby next week when she tells us about the ghost of Edmund Morey and living in the cabins whilst building her beautiful new home on the banks of the Billabong. A video of this tour will be released on our website and socials in the coming days too, so watch out for that. Next week, we're also live streaming from Len Arnott Oval for the first home game of the Robinvale Euston Rangers Cricket Club in over 16 years. We're recruiting a commentary team, hopefully to be headed up by Dean Richie Mitchell, and we do encourage everyone to come along to the match though to congratulate and support the club after such a long time. It's a family club, a family environment. Everyone is welcome and we'd love to see you. Until then, stay classy, Robin Vale. Thanks for listening to the Vale podcast. Find more local stories in Mildura Living Magazine. Spring issue out now.